Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Good morning, church. It's awesome to be here to celebrate uh, Passover, the affection that God has for us. Um, welcome here for those that are from the church in Morden. It's great to have you here to do this together. Um, when we look at the Bible, we see this common tread, or this common line. It's the love that God has for us. If you look in the book of Genesis, God made Adam and Eve so that he would have fellowship with them, and he gave them free will. He didn't force anything on them, didn't create them to be robots. He wanted to have relationship with his creation, and so he gave them free will. And we know the story, we know about the fall. And from the fall on, um, there was this plan of redemption. And through the Old Testament, and through all the years that came after, everything pointed to the cross. When Jesus was born, it was a good news, right? And the reason why he came was to bring us to the Father, to talk to us about our Heavenly Father, and to show us the way when it comes to um, experiencing God on a personal level. And he laid his life down for us on Calvary so that we can be redeemed. What we celebrate today is this amazing love that God has for us and and has for me and you and for this world. And that's what we're celebrating today. And we know that this love was expressed not only by words, but by someone that gave his life, the Son of God. We find that in Philippians chapter 2, that he left the glory of heaven, right? He left the throne of heaven, and he took the form of a slave, and he walked like us and depended on 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 the Holy Spirit for sure, but he was hungry, he was thirsty, he was a man like us. And willingly he did that so that we would experience freedom. So what we are doing today is we're celebrating this awesome good news that we are free and we're redeemed by the work of Christ on Calvary. And the message of the gospel is that there was a gap between us and him And the only way that this gap would be um, bridged is by the Son of God that was without sin, that was pure, that's the pure Lamb of God. And he came to bridge us to the Father. And when we think about Easter or Passover, it finds its origin in Exodus chapter 12, where the people were slave in Egypt. They were captive in Egypt. And uh, God rose Moses to free them after 400 years of captivity. Moses came in the picture, and he was the leader, uh, the redeemer, or the savior for that time. He's a, a type of Jesus. And so he came in the picture, and God wanted to free his people, and there was a position in the land, and we know that Pharaoh did not want to let the Israelites go. And, and the story goes, there was this last plague, and, and, uh, and God said to the Israelites, what I want you to do is, I want you to take a lamb or a goat, I want you to uh, take the blood of the lamb or a goat, uh, a blemish, uh, a pure, a spotless lamb, and I want you to take the blood of it. I want you to put blood on your door and on your doorpost. 
because judgment will come and the firstborn will die if you don't have the blood over uh, your door on your doorpost. And what you're going to do is you're going to eat the lamb standing up. It's going to be uh, 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 cooked on a fire and it's going to be uh, it's going to be eaten with um, with uh, uh, bitter herbs and with. Uh, unleavened bread, and what you're going to do is you're going to eat that as a family together, standing up, talking about deliverance, preparing them for their journey, and the bitter herbs talks about the suffering, and so they're there, and they're eating the lamb together, and, and what happened is that the angel of death passed over Egypt, and those that had blood over their doors, uh, over their doorposts and on their door were, were spared from the judgment of God, and... Um, that's what happened 2,000 years ago. It was a message. It was a forerunner of what Jesus, of, of what, what Jesus did. It was a, uh, a type of, of, who Jesus, of Jesus. And, and we know that the father gave his firstborn. And uh, he didn't cover his firstborn. He offered him to us. And because there's blood over the door, uh, on the doorpost and on, on, the, on the door, there's redemption. And redemption is found in the blood of Jesus that is the Lamb of God. So we find that in Exodus, the, uh, when the people are set free from Egypt. And, and when they cross the Red Sea, it symbolizes, Paul will, will, take, will say that it symbolizes baptism. You go through water. It's a new way. It's a, it's a, it's a new life. And, and so what we're celebrating today, it's the Lamb of God where his blood was shed, where he was suspended between heaven and earth. And Galatians will say that he became a curse by the law uh, because the law said, curse is a man that is crucified. And, and, and he was crucified for us. So, so that's what we want to celebrate today. We want to celebrate this awesome day for the church. It's, it's a cornerstone of our faith that we've been redeemed and saved and, and that we've been loved so deeply. And at the same time, it's to remember the cost the cost that God paid for our redemption and our reconciliation with him. And, and so what we're going to do today is we're going to take communion. And, um, and communion is a symbol or an expression of, uh, of what Jesus did on Calvary. And we'll focus on that this morning. One of the things I believe is that when we do this, when we celebrate communion, it's not just in memorial, a memorial, or just in memory, it's to realize that God is in our midst and God desires to move in our lives. And, and again, when we prepare for Good Friday, we could do a lot of different activities or different things, but we wanted to keep it raw because we want it to be personal. My prayer is that this, this morning God would visit you, that God would move you, that God would do a work in your heart, that God would bring freedom in your heart, freedom in your relationships, freedom in your relationship with God, freedom in your calling. Because I believe that what Jesus came to do was a supernatural work of reconciliation between us and him, but also between us. And we want to see this work be alive in us because I believe that God is in the house right now and he wants to move in you and he wants to move you. He wants to be real in your life. So, so we'll be taking communion. The, the, the whole theme of, of, of this service this morning is about breaking bread and, and drinking juice. And um, four things about communion. 
when we take communion, it's a memorial. We're called to remember what Jesus has done, right? Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself on the night when he was betrayed. The Lord Jesus took some bread and gave, them, and gave thanks to God for it. And he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body which is given to you. He broke it in pieces saying that he was going to be broken. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with his blood. Because of the shedding of of blood, there's forgiveness of sin. And he also said, do this in in remembrance of me as often as you drink of it. So what we're called to do today is we're called to remember what Jesus has done. We're called to reflect. I, I was looking at the word remember, and I was looking at the things of the early church, how they celebrated um, uh, Good Friday, and also when he took uh, communion. It was kind of, uh, it, it meant um, recalling, or, or not reacting, but putting yourself, remembering, trying to picture yourself there. And, uh, and I think that's one of the things we're called to do when we take bread, or what we're called to do on this day. It's to remember what happened. Remember, remember what happened on that day when Jesus died. Remember uh, the, the details of, of what happened on that day from the rejecting, rejection of his own, from, from being beaten, being mocked, being whipped, receiving a crown of thorn on his head that went through his skull, to see him being crucified, to see him being separated from the Father and taking the sin of the world upon his shoulder. Like in the Old Testament, sins were covered through the sacrifices of lambs and and goats and so on, and it was all pointing to Jesus, the, the true Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. At that time, the sins were covered, waiting to see the Messiah come. And when Jesus came, he took the sin of the past He took the sin of the present people that lived, and also he took the sin of humanity for us in the future. And so we're called to remember the sacrifice. We're called to stop and reflect on on all that was done, all what was planned, and that pointed to the, like it's like you do all this, and usually we do, we do parties and all. We prepare for a celebration. We all do this for a celebration. He did all this to die so that we can experience freedom. So what we want to do today, beyond this morning, this weekend, we want to reflect. We want to take the time just to remember. And, and not just say, oh, yeah, it's Good Friday, and, and you do the service and you move on. You, you want to recall. You want to reflect. You want to think about his sacrifice. You want to remember what his body went through. You want to reflect on his mission that was to carry our sins and and, and carry our sicknesses. We got to reflect on his humanity and and when he because he suffered and his humility and, and his desire to surrender. Like like Isaiah 53 verse 7 says, he was oppressed and afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. 
You know, we were talking with the staff about having the passion up there. And I don't know if you remember seeing the passion many years ago, how graphic it was. And we said it wouldn't be good because of the kids. It's a little bit too graphic for the kids. But sometimes we forget how, how ugly it was. We forget how much there was blood that was um, poured. We forget all the, all the heaviness on that day. You know, it became cloudy. Like, father was broken to see his son experience this. I had no fault, you know. It's such a, it's such a, a powerful, powerful event that changed the history of humanity, that changed my history, and probably changed yours, right? So we, we want to remember, we want to reflect, we just don't want to go on. We, we don't want it just to be a service that we go, oh, we were at the Good Friday service. We wanted to see it have an impact in our lives. And I believe the gratefulness and the worship that should come out of this, right, where we are taking to the heart with thanksgiving and praise and, and worship to, to our Savior that laid his life down for us to, to be free and for us to know him on a personal level. The second thing we, we need to remember when we take communion or we, we think about the cross is communion is a proclamation. It's a proclamation. It's the power of the cross. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. What Paul is saying is, is that the power to save is still happening. That the power of the cross is for now. When you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes, what you're saying is that what happened on that cross still can happen today. So when we break bread and we drink the juice, what we do is we remember that he is right here, right now. That he is able to heal our hearts as someone that doesn't know Jesus when it comes to salvation. As someone that is able to bring restoration in your heart and bring healing in your heart from the things of the past and, and the suffering that you went through and the hurts that you've carried in this journey and, and, and the people that have offended you and, and the, the ugliness of this world that has sometimes a grip on you. Jesus came to bring freedom. And so when we take the bread and we celebrate what Jesus has done, we're not just looking back. Yeah, we are, but at the same time, we're looking at the power of the cross for today. That it's the same power that is able to bring healing into your bodies, restore your bodies, restore your heart, restore your soul. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to take communion. We're going to say, God, I give you my heart. I give you my past. I give you everything in my heart, the bad, the good, the ugly, but I want to be free. I want to experience your freedom. So it's pretty amazing when you think about it. That when we look at the work of the cross, it's not just something from the past, but it's something for now. If I open up, if I receive it, if I see it, if I come, I, I like to give this illustration. And I, for me, it's a, a rhema that I received a few years ago when it came to communion and when it came to the cross. Well, Jesus left the glory of heaven 
and he humbled himself and took the form of a man to the point where he died on Calvary, a, a thief's death, a criminal's death. And so for me to experience the power of the cross, I also have to humble myself and, and see my need of him and, and acknowledge my, my, my stuff and my brokenness, my sins and all the stuff that is in my life. And I humble myself to the cross and then there's this divine collision between the grace of God and your humility and your repentance and your brokenness. And this is where healing happens, you know? This is where healing happens when you humble yourself with brokenness, with a heart, and, and, and you receive Christ, the, bro the broken lamb of God that was crucified. This is where you experience healing. And so when we take communion, it's a proclamation that the cross is powerful and still vibrant today. It's vibrant today. It's vibrant for you. It's vibrant for the world. That's the gospel that we preach to the world. God so loved the world that he gave his son. And if someone says yes to this gospel, the power of the cross, the proclamation of the cross still changed lives today. Pretty amazing, right? It's the power of the cross. Thirdly, taking communion is a surrender. The cross talks about a surrender, right? Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27. It says, So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily, unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Verse 28, it says, that is why you should examine yourself and before, you, before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, so there's two main words here, examine yourself and honor the, cup, uh, the body of Christ. You're eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are sick, weak and sick, and some have even died. So, so what it says here is that communion, when you take communion, it's a, it's a time of surrender. It's a time of being transparent and real. It's not just something you do. It's not just go, do going through the motion. It is stopping and being real with ourselves and, and choosing truth and honesty. Like I said a moment ago, it's a, question, it's a time of humility. It's a divine collision between Jesus' sacrifice and our surrender. It's a time of confession, and it's a time of surrender. It's a time of forgiveness. It's a time of forgiveness. When I was preparing this, I was saying, God, what is a swing? What, what do you want to say on Good Friday? And, and what I really got in my heart, and it's for you to discern, and for you to ask God what he's saying to you, it was about forgiveness. It's to realize that there's so much power in forgiveness. That the ultimate message of the cross is forgiveness. Forgiving us. <laughs> when we look at ourselves in the mirror, and when we are honest with ourselves, we see the holes that we have in our lives. And then we discover this amazing love that the Father has for us even with our holes. It's really unreal, right? When you think about it. Sometimes I say, God, how, like, you want me to be a pastor? Like, God, I've got holes in my life. 
God says, I know, son. Like, bring your holes to me. Bring your holes to me. Let me heal you. Let me remake you or reshape you. Let me restore you. That would be the best word, right? It's amazing, the story of grace. But it's also walking in forgiveness when it comes to other people. Like, we get hurt. We carry hurts from childhood to the present. And we carry stuff, and, and it's not easy. You know, we, we go through stuff, and reminds us reminds us of the things of the past, and, and there's things that are just hooking our hearts and, and just bringing us down, and, and we carry this, and it just, and maybe we might have a smile on our face, and, but inside we've been hurt by authority, we've been hurt by close ones, we've been hurt by people that we gave everything to, and and we just carry this. And I just sensed this morning that God wanted to bring healing to your heart. There's injustice and things we don't understand. Sometimes it's self-inflicted, but another time it's not. And we're just caught inside. All of us, it happens to all of us without exception. And this is why the cross is so powerful and so beautiful because you can be freed. You can experience freedom this morning. You can experience God's love and God's redeeming power of taking this extra weight that God never intended for you to carry. But it's kind of normal that we do that, right? It's, that's human. But this is why we need Jesus that meets us in our humanity, in our brokenness. So we want to be true to ourselves when it comes to our sins. We want to be transparent. We want to change. We want to see the cross come and wash us clean and sets us free. But at the same time, we want to be free when it comes to our past, free when it comes to our relationships so that we can move on in freedom and so that we might walk in, in that liberty that God has planned for us, right? So my prayer is that you would experience the power of the cross today when it comes to your relationships. Like, you've heard this before. It's not the first time that you hear a message like this. But may something supernatural happen today. May there be a breakthrough today. Maybe there's a that something that you're going to leave here that you will not bring home today. That you will experience a, 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 a freedom in your heart. That you will never, you will always remember, but you will, it will not have an impact on your life. And it will not have an impact on what comes out of your mouth, on what you do. You will, you, your, your, your heart will be redeemed and then your steps will show and your speech will show because you met Jesus at the cross. I believe it really can happen to you this morning. That you can experience that freedom of your own sins. If you are sincere, it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if you confess your sins, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive him. So it can really happen. Whatever it is, there's nothing too big. There's no, don't be caught by guilt. There's nothing too big. You might say, well, I did that before. Do it again. Go before God. 
After that, if you need help, connect with someone. Say, I want to walk in freedom. Do that. But when it comes to your relationship this morning, when it comes to marriage, children, siblings, coworkers, people that you work with that stole from you, whatever that is just an anchor in your heart, let it go today. I pray that you would come to the cross and you would let it go and experience divine freedom. Like when it comes to letting go, it doesn't mean that you don't do what's right. There's things you still have to fix, but your heart is free. You know what I mean? Your heart is free. So when we, number four, taking communion is an act of unity. When you take communion, it, we're, what we're saying is that we are one, that we're unified. And that's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17. Look what it says. Because there's one loaf, we are many, but one body, for we all partake of one loaf. So when we take communion, what we're saying is that we're one. We're not perfect. It's not like a uniformity where there's no issues. Iron sharpen iron, and until we live on earth, there's always going to be things. But we choose unity. We choose to love, we choose to forgive, we choose to reach out, we, we choose to have open hands towards our neighbor, we choose to look at people in the eyes and say, God, bless that person, and, and how can I be a blessing to that person? Look what it says in John chapter 17, verse 20. That was the heart of Jesus before he went to the cross. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. He's, then he's talking about us. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. Beautiful, right? May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. That the world will believe that you sent me. What is the proof is that we're one. That we're in unity, and we are connected. And the Bible says we are like a building joined together. The Bible says like we're like a body where the members are joined together, and he's the head of the church. And so what we're celebrating today, what the cross has done, it brought us together. And Ephesians talks about the miracle of reconciliation where there's no, there's no gender, or like no woman, no man, no, no, no Greek, no... no uh, barbarians no like everyone is can come to the, to the lord everyone can experience god so it's the power of the cross right so the power of the the cross washes my sins heals me restores me frees me from my hurts and past and i can i can experience the the i can experience the the love of the father for my life so what we're going to do this morning, we, get, we will experience the cross. Amen? We will experience the cross. We will not just remember, but we will, we will place ourselves at the cross. We will go to the cross. And we'll let God do what he does so well. Bring us healing. You, you have in front of you like a little pouch on your chair. You have a paper. And we've made sure to give you a pencil or a pen for you to use that. 
what I want you to do is, if there's a need of a healing in your heart, in your body, I want you to write it down. You can write more than one thing down. You can hide it too, right? You can't be personal. You don't have to. It's between you and God. If you have sins to let go of, do it. Like I said, 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And if you have people to let go, things you got to let go, hurts, injustice, suffering in your soul from the past, fresh or old, but it has an impact in your life today. I invite you to write it down and say, God, I give you this. I surrender to you, God. I'm yours. I, I give it away. You know, it's hard to give away because sometimes we, take, we keep it in our hands because it kind of, it kind of um, it's, it's, it's hard to let go. It, it kind of, um, not feels good, but it's kind of my right. It's my right. I have the right to be frustrated. I have the right to, uh, to, to, to do slander or, or to, to just uh, talking bad and so on. No, let it go. Jesus on the cross, his arms were wide open. He let everything go for us. And we're called to do the same by the power of the Spirit. Because of the, the testimony of the cross, I invite you to write it down and say, God, I give you this, I give you that. I choose to forgive. The feelings will come after, but you choose to let go. You choose to forgive. You choose unity. You choose blessings. You choose grace. You choose the right road to take, to take the, the high road to be like Jesus. So I'll give you a little bit of time to do that. And condition to take communion, well, it's to be born again. It's to have Jesus in one's life. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus or maybe you've walked away from your faith and maybe right now you're not in a good place. I have to say that you are in a good place. Just bring it to Jesus. Just to turn to Jesus. Say, God, I give you my life. I surrender to you my life. I repent of my sins. I, I need your help. Fill me of your Holy Spirit. Like I said, maybe you've walked away from him and you're cold in your faith. You're here, it's Good Friday because it's a thing to do. Go beyond that this morning. Let God take a hold of your heart. Let God penetrate your inner person. Maybe you're not willing to forgive this morning. Well, if you're not willing to forgive, don't take communion because communion is all about forgiveness. If you say, I don't want to forgive, please don't because the emblems, the cross, Jesus is all about forgiveness. But the challenge I have for you, why would you not forgive after you've been forgiven so much? How? You don't have a right. Maybe it's hard. I get that. Maybe you've been treated very wrong, and I get that. Ask God, I choose to forgive 
help me to walk in that forgiveness. That's fine. Okay, but if you are heart, if your heart is not wanting to repent of your sins and keep your sins, then don't take communion. You're sinning against the Lord's table. And if you don't want to forgive others, then you're sinning against the Lord's table. And we saw that's not a good, it's not a blessing on your life. All right? So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to pray. And, and after that, I just want you to write things down. Father God, I thank you so much that there's healing in you. I thank you there's salvation in you because of the cross, that there's a path. You laid down your life. Your son laid down his life so that I can walk to you, Father. I thank you so much for salvation. I thank you so much for healing, that you can heal bodies right now, that you can sovereignly, supernaturally walk in the aisle and touch bodies and make them well from all the different sicknesses or things that we carry. God, you are the great physician. You are Yahweh Rapha, the God that heals. I am that heals. Rapha, that means healing. You are the great physician. So we thank you, Lord, that we can receive healing by the cross, through the cross, so we come at your feet, Jesus. We come to the cross this morning and we receive freely the healing that you have for us because you brought it. You gave that freedom at Calvary. And Father, we bring to you our sins, our trespasses, our things that we've done that is not according to your word, lifestyle, personal sins, what comes out of our mouth or our thoughts, Lord, we surrender to you and we pray for your blood just to wash over us and for letting go of people, letting go of the past, to see the past not having its grip on me, to be able to move on. Father, I pray for breakthroughs this morning. I pray for chains to snap off. I pray for strongholds to come down. I pray for, uh, from oppression just to, just to melt away. Obsessions just to be, to be broken in Jesus' name. I, I pray for, for freedom in every heart this morning as we're taking the bread and drinking the cup. I pray for freedom at every level. Father, you tell us Jesus told us to do this in remembrance, proclamation until, of the cross until you come, until he comes. And so that's what we believe today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.